The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. The Mr. Nelson Show. Brought to you by the Mr. Nelson Store. (laughs) What are the odds? Yes, you can find all kinds of apparel and items such as t-shirts, hats, some mugs, buttons, stickers, posters, all adorned with the lovely art of Mr. Nelson. Yes, that's right. You need only head over to Zazzle.com slash store slash the underscore M-R underscore N-A-I-L-S-I-N underscore store. <laughs> yes, it's just that simple. So head over to the Mr. Nelson store at Zazzle.com and pick up yourself some goodies and help out your old pal, Mr. Nelson. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. <laughs> all right, this is the Mr. Nelson Show, and with me, a special treat for you all is uh, my guest, comedian Dave Landau. Uh, he is the with Dave Landau portion of the Anthony Cumia Show at Compound Media, uh, which I understand, Dave, you you achieved that post by devious subterfuge where you uh, got rid of that nasty Artie Lang and took over. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, it was always my dream to be on a show with Artie Lang and then just get rid of him as soon as possible. <laughs> So it all it all worked out. It all worked out in my favor. Oh, well played. <laughs> and it was cool because everyone was really happy about it initially. It's yes, very warm and welcoming. <laughs> was... I can imagine. <laughs> uh, Twitter's lovely, isn't it? <laughs> if, great if you know how to, if you know how to dig through the turd and get that corn, that's Twitter. So that's yes, how that, that, yeah, that's how my that little. Worked. The golden nugget with no nutritional value <laughs> left in it. <laughs> yeah, that's Twitter for you. Uh, so, you know, when you uh, first appeared during uh, uh, Anthony Kumi's extended uh, vacation, uh, I thought, you know, they should give this guy a show. You know, I, I, you know, I immediately saw that you had the ability to hold your own there and you were funny and everything. And then, uh, then you became this third Mike, you know, and, and then, well, we know the rest. And uh, I, you know, I couldn't be happier. I, I really enjoy uh, your, your, your talent and your comedy and whatnot. And uh, I think it's a great fit. Because uh, for a while there, when Anthony was talking about getting a co-host, I was like, well, well, well why? You know, I right. <laughs> didn't really no, think no, he needed no, it. I, no, I do believe me. I get it, too. <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole Artie Lang thing happened, which was great. But, you know, then sadly, things, you know, don't work out that way. Uh, for uh, He had to battle his demons. And yes. uh, and then here comes little Dave, and yeah. uh, I I couldn't be happier. I mean, I'm sorry about Artie. I wish him all the best, and uh, hope that it you know it works out for him because he's an amazing talent. You know, I mean, the guy just cannot uh, be unfunny. And um, but you know, as things worked out, uh, I you know it's a great click. I think you guys work well, very well together, and uh, I really enjoyed the shows. 
Dude, thank you very much. I really appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I agree. I I was happy to just be sitting there with Artie Lang and Anthony. I it's two of my heroes. I was completely shocked when they even offered me the job. And yeah, it's definitely a bummer. Artie's not there. You know that there's that part of it where, you know that that sucks. But I really do enjoy just doing the show with Anthony and I. Yeah, I'd be and- lying if I said anything different. And. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Like, Look, yeah. if I wasn't in the financial position I w- I'm in, I would quit immediately out of principle or whatever. But there, <laughs> yeah. and that's the argument that I people try to make it. I said, look, you know, uh, it it, it would have been cool for an Artie and Anthony show, but it just couldn't happen, and uh, that's not anyone's fault, but you know, Artie's problems that he had, you know, and, uh, and gee, if he only he could beat it and whatnot. But uh, anybody bringing anything down on you is uh, completely uncalled for. And uh, at, in the end, it's it's a really good show, you know. Um, and Thank you. Uh, we, and we got to see all kinds of uh, treats. I mean, uh, the king of Detroit. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm watching that thing. And, I, and I'm like, it's one of these things that keeps coming up because I've, I've talked to a lot of comedians when I uh, Bob Levy got me into this podcasting thing. And, okay, and uh, and a lot of times, I, and and, and, and uh, quite a few that they're not big names or anything, and yet I'm like, why isn't this guy in movies and stuff? You know, and you're another one. You know, I know we you've gone over stories about you, uh, you know, tried to uh, write for shows and whatnot and this sort of thing. And you know, I, until Anthony Cumia, you know, I you know, why isn't there a Dave Landau? You know, at least, you know, like you were part of a, a sitcom or a film or something like that. And that's just, you know, uh, for everyone that makes it, there's God knows how many that never get their foot in the door. Yeah, it was it was odd because I would do TV appearances as a stand up. And then I was very close to writing for In Living Color, but the show got canceled. And I mean, that's kind of my humor <laughs> is it's very irreverent, you know. Right, so right. when I, yeah, basically I got hired on a. Friday got an apartment and then the show was no longer and it's like awesome so <laughs> it it was always something happened and then really it came down to the fact that without alternative media like Anthony right I I don't know where I would have gone because he was finally somebody that met me and even after the first show he's like will you come back as soon as possible and he was sincere yeah and I think without it, I don't know where I'd be or a lot of comics because we'd still be relying on this sort of Hollywood industry to say, like, you know, you can go out there and you can make it, kid. And now I don't even understand why there's a need for it. I don't even. Yeah, I don't exactly. even know how thrilled I'd be to be. Not that I wouldn't go on a sitcom. I would, I'd be, you know, but right. Yeah. At the same time, it's going to be a piece of shit. I mean. The most optimistic I can be is that we might be seeing the end of, of Hollywood, you know. Uh, right. right. <laughs> and it's, it did it to itself, you know. And uh, that makes where actual talent might actually rise to the front instead of, you know, networks and who you know and all that. And that's always going to be a part of it. But uh, just the opportunities and the abilities of alternative media and whatnot that it provides. And certainly in today's day and age, and not just for the apocalypse uh, uh, virus that we are currently under, <laughs> that really destroyed entertainment. <laughs> but just the past, I don't know, five or maybe even ten years of, I don't know, how do comedians even make it? Because you're not allowed to be funny. 
(laughs) Yeah, there's it's odd because I've always made my living on the road. I was always kind of a road dog and I always got booked to clubs and they knew who I was. And I came in, I did a good job and people were happy and I had enough TV credits and I would always do well enough on the radio that I could sell tickets. So I've been making it as a comic since 2005 and then I went full time in 2008. But it it definitely started getting a little bit weird in the last couple of years because <laughs> everybody's there now to judge you and everybody's trigger happy. And it's so easy to just take down as opposed to build something yourself. And it, it got yeah. weird. It, it's still weird. I mean, you can't say anything anymore. If it's granted, the, some of the stuff that Anthony and I say shouldn't be said for any reason whatsoever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just today, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just today. <laughs> Completely uncalled for. You're never, you're never gonna get a mainstream radio show talking about a World War II uh, dad and his son who went to Vietnam having a conversation about who they killed and keep a sponsor. <laughs> so, <laughs> or, or just the things we said about Le- uh, Lena Dunham's uh, beautiful yes. poolside. Oh, oh! That I'm so glad you did that because it certainly inspired me in a fun Photoshop that I sent to the show. And if you're a subscriber, you will see it. <laughs> oh, I love your Photoshop. <laughs> when you, I was sitting there thinking, that, yeah, that's kind of like a cartoon character's face. And then you said, hey, it's the pill from Family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was perfect. <laughs> Just, I saw the Photoshop right at the end, and I was like, ah, he did it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a while i gotta get the skin tone just right but you know it, and then it yeah. fit you know it, and but i put it over it and you know it's halfway invisible you know and i put it over it yeah. i'm like god damn it really fit. <laughs> yeah, it just fits perfectly it's like a puzzle piece <laughs> it was it meant fit. to be uh, yeah i i'm kind of enjoying i, I don't want to say that i've enjoyed watching hollywood be destroyed because i know people it's so odd. Like I love, I love film. I love movies. Yeah, I, me too. I, I made one. Like I really love old Hollywood, and I've really hated what's become of it. Right. The last ten years, and it's yeah. just gotten worse every time. You, t- if there's something good, everybody knows about it, and it just seems there's nothing but filler. Yeah, that's uh, mostly what it is. The only work now that you see coming out of Hollywood. Or uh, costumed designers, set builders, or the special effects people, stuff like that. But actual plot and thought and concept is nowhere to be found. And they shield it with, well, the cast is diverse. And if you criticize it, well, then you're a Nazi. Right. Exactly. What I don't understand either is diversity comes from the word divide. And <laughs> well, that's the point. <laughs> yeah, that's so that's what i mean it's like it's so obvious it's like you just so you want us all to be divided yes right it's just it's why do we have to point out every single race it's like oh you're gonna love this show oh is it good is it funny well no there's a jew a black guy a lesbian uh transgender um you know it's like oh great so I can see all sorts of people. Like that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and what happens just, in it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's called uh, Ish is the last part. And then we just <laughs> yeah, throw an ethnicity in front of it. 
Oh my God! I can't wait. Finally, <laughs> it's like it's amazing. It's like we're tired of being a stereotype. Okay, now here's our show off the boat, and, and you're like, I okay. <laughs> you own a dry cleaner? You do is a stereotype. <laughs> It's like you're not going to find actual uh, uh, brilliance or uh, intellectual <laughs> discussions out of that. Because a lot of times it's like, well, you know, it's like it's they never meet your favorite star or whatever because they'll you know, let you down. And it's like they're really good at what they do, but they're not that bright, you know. And and a lot of times it's, it's certainly true of art of any sort. Uh, I know, as I am an artist, we're yeah, messed me up too. people. We're very messed up. We have a lot of problems to deal with and stuff like that. And most of which uh, never truly make it uh, intellectually past 13, you know. And uh, it's kind of sad, but at the same time, I'm not uh, going to sit around and make excuses for someone who messes up uh, my life. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> and, and the, I am third. I am that person, so right. I understand. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, and they, but and by through some, you know, basically luck of circumstance, they became these mega stars and whatnot. Well, not all of them, but you know, they do well, and you know, in that business, and that's it. They would not have survived in anything else. And absolutely. Well, yeah. I've even watching this show, and um. Well, my wife's watching it, and it's a Zac Efron show on Netflix where he and another guy go around the country and they learn about, like, indigenous foods. And yeah, uh, you watch him, and it's like it's clearly just a kid who grew up in Hollywood because he'll learn something. He'll be like, wait, so this is a jackfruit? My mind is blown. And you're like, you can't. <laughs> you, you've, you've probably... <laughs> You've probably had more blowjobs than <laughs> in the last two weeks than half the half the country, yeah. but you can't fathom yeah. the taste of a jackfruit. I can't imagine what this guy's seen. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just the He's amount of money. Full on orgies and shit. You know. Oh, just and everybody he knows and he's yeah. met. So you can't even. I can't imagine. The things that he's experienced, and then he's just somewhere in the middle of nowhere going like, wait a minute, so you can eat all this fruit? Wow. <laughs> like, well, this is, I'm like, it's really, it's really good you have a nutritionist and a doctor with you to yeah, interrupt you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, you know, like someone like Zac Efron, you know, just thank God you're pretty and you can remember lines. And there you it's go. Oh, he's like, he's like, oh, I'm eating carbs. You know, the whole time I was on the set of Baywatch and the six months before, I didn't eat one carb. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, you know, you're the only one that can say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Practically a mutant. <laughs> right. It's not. Yeah, it sounds awful, but at the same time, I'm sure the paycheck was. Yeah, I'm sure the paycheck was wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was all worth it. Yeah, it was rough. I got, you know, $10 million in a deal on the back end. And let's be honest, I could have probably eaten a carb, but for some reason, I just didn't. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. It, so uh, it's not a town to look to for a great wisdom uh, or philosophical choices in your life. Not really. It's their entertainers, and that's it. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Now, there's good writers who can make very good points, and when there's a certain truth to it, it really, you know, and they perform it well, it gives you that emotional feeling. Uh, that's part of the uh, the high, if you will, <laughs> that you get yes. from enjoying uh, entertainment media, or television, or movies, or what have you. Oh, yeah, and I think you see that now even with the independent media. Is eventually, it's going to get shaken out. It reminds me a bit of the independent uh, film boom of the 90s. Yeah, yeah. There was this these great ones, these Kevin Smiths and these Tarantinos and Robert Rodriguez, and then right. you know, essentially you're Joe Rogan's, and then yeah. all of a sudden there's a guy who's like, "Hey, I got two days in the valley. It's just like your movie," and yeah. you know, it's <laughs> it, this like just tons of nonsense. Yeah, and then eventually it kind of shook it out, and I don't know. I hope that I see that kind of happening now. You know, in yeah. independent media, that's the thing. It, it, now with I'm seeing like basically Hollywood over the past you know five or so years has been committing suicide and and they're not they're not aware of it. Uh, so at this point, when there there could be this independent boom because it's all that's left, uh, there might not be that uh, you know uh, copying of what they do and then put it out for mass production and whatnot. Um, and so uh, they, it could come out a little different. You know, they do have these you know movements and moments in uh you know movies and music that come in the 70s was a big breakout of uh just which changed everything really and all the glorious things that came out of it and then of course like you said by the time we got to the 90s that glut of what the 70s had created what people were tired (laughs) yeah well because yeah it almost became the 80s which was you know became the 80s which was the weekend at bernie's cocktail days of thunder which i think was 90 but yeah, it became it became a parody of itself of right. what what it finally opened the door to. That's yeah, and that's what happens. I mean, like Weekend and Burnings, a lot of those '80s movies that came out of it geared to teenagers. Uh, it was basically Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which was the I, I consider the the beginning of this, but to the absolute best. And then everyone tried to re- re- recreate that over and over and over again until that you know it was dead. Uh, yes, and they didn't realize that Fast Times at Ridgemont High had a really good uh, element of comedy, drama, like real kids. Like Amy Heckerling really managed to pull off a movie that had some depth to it. And that was the problem yeah. with a lot of the stuff after it was, yeah, you know, John Hughes, is, is, he was great in the, in the beginning and through Vacation and Christmas Vacation. But there was just a point where he saw it and went to Chicago and was like, I'm going to write 11 Beethovens and just die here. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same money. (laughs) It is. Okay, well, this is my job and it's what I do. (laughs) That's it. Look, I gave you vacation. I gave you pretty in pink. I gave you movies you liked. And yeah, here's Beethoven's fifth. And (laughs) and here's Home Alone 3 made without. It's just. It's amazing. You just see the great movies he wrote, then you look at like the last 20, and it's like, I get why you had a heart attack. You're probably just pissed (laughs) all the time. (laughs) He becomes a sad and angry man. (laughs) Can't recapture it. (laughs) Because you you know that he probably turned in, you know, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and they were like, I don't get it. But then when he had what, you know, when he's like, this is a dog and, uh, it, it misbehaves in the house, and they're like, it's perfect. I won't <laughs> exactly. touch a thing on it. 
<laughs> John, you've done it again. I bet they'll take the shit. And sure enough, they did. And then uh, he's a little sad inside. <laughs> yeah, I, it is. It's pretty unreal how you, you try to you, you write these scripts or do this comedy or do certain things that you really want to be this artistic you know, creature. Yeah. This is, and then you look at what they want to do to it. It's yeah. just so yeah. sad. It's, <laughs> and that's true of a lot of it. You wonder what the original form was of anything, you know? Oh, I, I when I had pitched my movie, The King of Detroit, I had some interest and I could have sold it, but it would have sold for nothing and it would have just been shelved. And yeah. the only reason why it would have sold was because um, of a couple of connections I had. But the notes that I got on it was just, uh, you know, it was very much like, could we not set it in the 90s? I'm like, what? (laughs) What? The whole thing. (laughs) 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 You can never really, you think you know what the stupid question will be, but you can never fully anticipate. (laughs) Right. It's like if you read the Dazed and Confused script and you were like, (laughs) script and you're like, what if this was 2040? <laughs> You're like, what? No, none of it would work. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and then well, the same same people tell me their pitch ideas. And one thing my friend bought was called Magic Cops. And oh, I, was like, I remember oh. this one. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Just when he explains it, me and two other guys in the room are holding our head going, why is he serious? Like he sent millions of dollars. Like, yep, they can uh, make the right, their lights turn green just by wiggling their nose or whatever. I'm like, so can't they do that with the lights? Also, why, why do they have, why do they have the magic of Santa? Like it doesn't make any sense. So, it was so bad, and now, of course, Magic Cops wouldn't sell whatsoever, but at the time. <laughs> well, they'll probably dust it off and try again. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> because this time, one of them will be trans. Yes, and exactly. a person of color. <laughs> it's called Trans Cops. finally the police force we've been waiting for we won't defund this department (laughs) no they work on a train it's transportation (laughs) they're also trans it's perfect one of them is blackish you're like all right this is great (laughs) (laughs) i just don't know who it's for any i it's so funny because they try to Go for everything to if you try to please everybody, you please no one at all. Right, and that's all Hollywood's managed to do is attempt to please every group with every project, and it doesn't make any sense. Every movie that's ever been successful is a niche market. It just makes millions of dollars because there's that many people in the market. Right. Yeah. You know. <laughs> We're going to find this new audience out there and grow. No, you're not. <laughs> and a lot of times, like, like, people who actually steal, for whatever reason, are beholden to Twitterverse and think that that really amounts to anything, but it never does. And so when you trash whatever franchise you have and all that, uh, they, they never show up. They don't replace the ones you've pissed off. <laughs> you know? No, it burns. <laughs> right. Well, and, it's like pulling live PD off. We talked about that on today's show. Uh, yes, you, yeah, exactly. You, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, you yeah. you pull live million. Dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you pull, How'd that happen? Ma- <laughs> you, yeah, you lose 50% of your revenue 
to oh. bring an audience that isn't even they're out they're out rioting. They're not even watching your stand. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah, what, what was it? They were supposed to stay home and watch. What was it Storage Wars or whatever? Yeah, the other one, the show that they had, they have like Storage Wars season fifty-two, and then there's, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then there's the other one, which is, uh, oh gosh, Tobro, uh, whatever it was, the Tobro, which yeah. is the racist, <laughs> racist it's, in it, the title. It, it's a black podiatrist called Tobro. <laughs> They're like, we don't want to come off as a racist network. What do you think we should do? Let's put up Tobro. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I was going to burn City Hall down, but Tobro's yeah. on. Yeah, this, uh, I don't know if you heard, but they pulled off uh, Laugh PD, and now there's a guy who uh, plays with white women's feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so oh, weird. Like, it's, just, it's just these pathetic phony reaches and yeah that's what i just hate like i really uh, when i made king of detroit and i'm not saying you know it's really not a masterpiece or anything but it's just like i wanted to make a movie that black and white people found funny that any ethnicity did it was just a movie that was irreverent and i've always been inspired by keen and ivory waynes and have that element to it so this whole idea of just trying to pander to these groups makes no sense it's like I don't know if anybody ever watched *In Living Color*, but it was just making fun of. It was like my favorite show. Yeah, yeah, mine too. (laughs) Yeah, all they did was make fun of everything you weren't supposed to. Right. And they they even made a movie called *Blank Man* because Andy Mann couldn't get funded. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, all of that stuff, and there it was, you know, and and it's all these. Black people, bat, you know, made the show and all this stuff. You could not do it today. It's another one on the list of, uh, and you even tell, like I said, you know, f- movies from five years ago you couldn't do today and stuff like that. But everything out of that, and I mean, so I guess, you know, like, and then uh, Jim Carrey and the rest have got to h- hold their heads in shame and quit because you were a part of this horrible, destructive show that uh, right. that belittled marginalized peoples. Right, and made millions and millions of people laugh, <laughs> and millions of dollars, and yeah. a ton of stars, and yeah, it's and they do want some sort of apology. I love when you turn on the uh, on Netflix or anything, and the warning is uh, that the show may express views that are no longer considered <laughs> yeah. acceptable. You know, I'm sorry. I, do you need like it's? I don't know how to tell you this. Uh, married with children's views weren't considered acceptable at the time. No, it was that was the point, it, right? That was the point. And Amanda, <laughs> Amanda Beers was one of the who uh, first lesbians who came out, but she yeah. didn't make a big scene out of it. And she was writing that show also, and producing it, and acting in it, or directing some episodes and acting in it. And yeah. she was making fun of all that shit. Like it wasn't, yeah. It's it didn't turn into her trying to pander, like go for her group. It was like, no, I want you to come in the room and say that there was a woman so fat at the store today. There were <laughs> there were smaller fat women revolving around. <laughs> <laughs> like that that wasn't acceptable. That was the point. 
No, that's the deal. The guy, you know, telling the joke knows that this is really horrible. I'm going to say this terrible, horrible, ugly thing, you know. And I, right. and that's just like, I guess, like the hard left here, just they have to stamp out comedy because, you know, Dave, if you make fun of a certain group of people, the Nazis will rise from the dead and <laughs> slaughter everybody. It can happen any minute now. So, no, yeah. it's true. It's the well. It's so odd how many people are Nazis. Even even <laughs> so many Jews. Even, I know. I know. Holocaust survivors are Nazis now. <laughs> right. It's really it's really unclear. Yeah. It's, it's, it really is such a weird time to be alive, and it it's is. a great—it's a great time for radio in a sense, yeah. but and for entertainment. But at the same time, it's so bad. Yeah, at what what we've become. Yeah, and it easily this is the weirdest year uh, I've ever lived. <laughs> it's it's oh. only just barely oh, halfway yes. over. <laughs> I know. So it's also, something today. It said it's fifty-seven percent over, and I just thought, oh, thank God. <laughs> I guess the most hope I've had. Uh, well, Dave, I got bad news for you. There's an election coming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whichever know, way wait. it goes, imagine. <laughs> Either way, I think we're in for a real treat. Oh, That's boy, the best part we? of it, too. It's. I almost have to hand it to him. If they get Joe Biden uh, into office without having him ever even debate or leave his basement, it's going to be impressive. I don't care yeah, what side you're on. <laughs> I mean, now look, you know, half the country, and I'll, I'll be one of them, will believe that some shenanigans went on. Yes. <laughs> and flat out stole it to put that corpse into office. Oh, uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> that is not. I don't, I don't know if he's alive. I'm with you. Yeah. I just look at him like, you, you have Crips Keeper hair, and <laughs> you, you talk like a broken Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> insane <laughs> that's that's very ageist of you david that's terrible. <laughs> yes ageist yeah. <laughs> yeah then good lord yeah i forgot about all the phobias and ists i'm like which ones are fear and which ones hate again <laughs> it's all one and the same now yeah you know, it used to be i was afraid of going outdoors and all this stuff but now it's you're a bigot of some sort yeah, uh, but, <laughs> yeah, it's because I, at this point, I I'll be stunned if there's a debate, even if it's like on you know Skype. Well, <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> maybe that's what they'll do, and they'll just pretend it went bad. Oh, the, <laughs> oh well, that's that. <laughs> they'll just have it keep cutting out in his house. Yeah. Ah, sorry, I I can't. <laughs> huh? What? <laughs> Whatever. Corn pop. Yeah, Back. corn pop. <laughs> Back in my lifeguard days, man. Oh. <laughs> I kicked the shit out of corn pop. Yeah, who remembers lifeguard days? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess Zach Ephraim does. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> that's true. Joe Biden and Zach Ephraim. Yeah. <laughs> Together at last. <laughs> no oh, shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah, your best hope for uh, comedy is uh, alternative media like compound media. Because I, you know, I, you know, when I watch, uh, you know, your show, and then uh, of course, uh, in hot water. <laughs> yes. How the 
they're a whole new level. Of... <laughs> There's no way you could see that anywhere else. I, I mean, they'll put hardcore porn on on broadcast television before they put something like that. On. Oh, absolutely. Well, I remember a guy uh, in my hometown of Detroit had his head bashed in with a bowling ball, and they interviewed the bowling ball the next. <laughs> The next day, and I was like, I was just crying. I'm like, this is so wrong on every level. I love it. (laughs) 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 And I, for a while, I kept waiting. I like some asshole is going to put clips out and try to get it. You know, you can't get a server or what have you, or no, you can't get the the payment processor will ban you or whatnot. But thank God it. Yeah, I, I think it, <laughs> Yeah, I think it's because they're very unapologetic about it, and I, I also, it's like South Park. South Park can remain its own entity. Yeah, it's really bizarre of considering our time. I don't understand yeah. how it stays on. I, they're just completely un, unapologetic. They own stake in the network, and they can do their own thing. They own everything with it. The only thing that I assume people would do is maybe start. I don't know, like doxing animators or something to that yeah, extent. Right. But then they can always go back to how they did it originally. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, if anything, Trey Parker and Matt Stone have taught everybody, including Broadway, it's like, no, no, we can do whatever we want. We just don't apologize for it. And they never have. Right. Which is a powerful lesson that is missed, unfortunately, by quite a few. Because uh, anytime any of these so-called scandals erupt, just say nothing. Give it a week. There'll be something else. And right. you're fine. You know, nobody yeah, has I, to get fired. You know. Oh, at this point, I think it's ours. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, dude, just shut up for a few hours. Like, Chris should have just shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> he had no... Like, there was nothing... And I'm not saying that anything he did was right, but they didn't actually have anything that proved any it was like okay so some girl hit you up in a city and then said she was underage and you stopped talking about and then you stopped talking to her and there were several incidents of this yeah so what why why jump on it and be like i'm so you know he they and then even netflix and everything just dropped everything like i was just kind of shocked it was the same with kevin spacey where it's like dude you're kevin spacey and a guy made an accusation about you that from 1986 the, or whatever it was. <laughs> there was no proof. Yeah. And you come out and you're like, I'm sorry, I'm gay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck are you Which doing? Which shocked me to no end. But <laughs> You could have just said nothing or come out and said, I absolutely did not. Why would there be this kid at a park? I mean, he yeah. hangs with Brian Singer. I'm sure he raped him but i'm just saying oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brian Singer, if, that's a whole other story there oh guys just be i he's the reason why hollywood should just crumble because that's yeah. just been allowed for so long yeah i don't know if you saw the the documentary open secret of brian singer well he's part of it they briefly uh, touch on him <laughs> For choice of words, <laughs> but they, it, it was <laughs> they, they rub on <laughs> <laughs> quite a bit, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, but no, it was about this uh, a child talent agency 
uh, that uh, provided uh, you know child actors for their different films and TV shows and whatnot. And it was basically a pedo ring. Uh, these guys were molesting these young boys. And uh, it goes through the story. And there's a couple of them. A couple of them ended up committing suicide and all this stuff. And then they eventually got broken up. But a part of this company, uh, Brian Singer was good friends with them. And they insinuated that he attended these uh, all-naked uh, pool parties. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, we're going to skinny dip, you know, and uh, stuff like that. And that's been a rumor for a long time. I remember when yeah. I first lived in L.A. in 2002, and I wasn't really even in comedy yet, but I was just hanging around people that were in show business here and there yeah. at, like, parties, and I heard about that. Like, yeah. oh, the director of X-Men is a fucking huge pedo. And it's like, I wasn't anybody, but I, 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 they, I knew about it then. <laughs> at least I had heard about it. And then they still worked with him, you know. I mean, I, you know, how many more X Men movies did he do after that, you know, and all that? And until finally it's broken up, and I, I don't know if he's done for sure. But all these people who would know it, and then they're gonna, you know, uh, lord it over everybody else, over whether it's Trump or something like that. And it, no, you were fine to work with a pedophile. <laughs> so and i mean and the chilling thing about it at the film was at the end they revealed that they uh, got a bunch of these guys did get busted up they got arrested and they were tried and sent to prison they did their time and hollywood took them back into the fall (laughs) oh that yeah of course that can't happen anywhere else (laughs) unless you're a school teacher in certain states where they yeah (laughs) you're still paid after you've raped most of your class but yeah that sort of (laughs) thing but uh (laughs) you still get your tenure and a ten year old. No, it is a it is a tragic thing. And you look at that go, this business has survived. It's the same with Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, yeah. he's a piece of shit and you know, lock him up, do whatever. But if but to the whole nation even kind of pretending in a way of like, wow, can you believe that powerhouse producer was somehow using his clout for sex with attractive women yes i, I can't I, yeah of course i think of that course. was the whole point <laughs> yeah like i i didn't i didn't assume he was jerking off into plants but all the rest of it seemed to fall in yeah, line with I, no that's the, <laughs> what the hell is that <laughs> yeah it's, that was one hot plant <laughs> yeah it's like it, it, yeah, it's like the Epstein documentary. I watched it. I was like, man, a lot of these women are victims. And then a couple of them, I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, when she's like, yeah, well, I was on his private jet, and he just started having sex with this girl in front of me, <laughs> and I thought maybe there's some, maybe this isn't a situation I should be in. <laughs> so two years later, it's like, all right, you're not. Yeah, you're no. you're not the same. Yeah, you were twenty-two, fully capable of <laughs> knowing. It's not. It's no. You. Sh- I can't even believe they're interviewing you. Yeah, but David, <laughs> she was in a. Uh, she Epstein had all the power, and she had nothing. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a lot of them were admitting. Yes, I had sex with Weinstein because I thought I could get roles. Well, all right, that's the deal. That's not rape. Just because he's in a position to p- perhaps get you. Uh, you know, a part on a movie or whatever. Uh, that's the deal. And that's it. Sure, it was disgusting. I mean, look at him. But yeah, I imagine it was horrible. I know. You should have gotten some kind of pay. <laughs> yeah, I certainly, I would have, yeah, if I, I were you, I that. hope you were turned around during it. And yeah. 
just let him resting that gut on you. Yeah. But <laughs> hopefully it was from behind and you could just bury your face and tears into the pillow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and bite it. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> it's so true though. It's like you do but you went in there going, Ah, eh, but if I fuck this slob I'm gonna be a movie star. Yeah. And then it came true. Yeah. I mean, how many and, of them we we probably don't know? Is uh, yeah, she probably did. Yeah, I'm sure there's several still in Hollywood that are like, oh no, I'm fine. Yeah. As long as the roles are still coming in, yeah, and yeah. you can you can see the difference too, because Rose McGowan clearly she's a victim. Something happened to her. Something. Yeah. She 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 behaves like somebody who's been psychologically damaged. Like I believe her story. I think something happened there. But then you oh, see. Oh no, no, most definitely. It's just I'm always a little. I mean, I, I yes, he's a piece of shit. But is it really rape if it's a, a a deal here and i you know rose mcgowan you can go back all the way from the beginning she's always been and that goes back to my point about actors and artists they're a little troubled and they don't handle things as well and uh and, and now she's on the twilight end of her career at this point and that you got to factor that in as well and i'm yes any kind of sexual encounter with harvey weinstein's stuff of nightmares but i you know how much of her consent yes. was not there i don't know yeah i guess it's odd to me because you it's not defending it but you just want to say well there's a like you agreed to something and i understand he's in a position of power but all of a yeah. sudden that only became illegal now it's like when they say you know if you get her drunk and have sex with her it's rape and you're like oh my god i've raped every woman i've ever been with <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they applied some of the campus rules they have now, it's like right. if if you lean in to kiss her and she turns her head at the last minute, which, jeez, it's rape. So, uh, yeah, right. uh, me too, yeah, Dave. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, look, I'm 5'6". Right off the bat, I don't have the same chance as the guy who's 6'1". Can't I get, like, at least a two-beer allowance? <laughs> there really should be a measurement here. That's completely... <laughs> completely unjust yeah uh, uh, yeah it, it, you see that so it's yeah it's an interesting thing now and it's like the louis ck thing i always heard about that i heard about oh, yeah, that yeah long ago in comedy somebody told me and i remember they told me like it was this dirty secret um, I, it was like 2004 <laughs> or five and i was like okay and i said but they said yes and yeah and i was like oh all right that's all i thought of it was oh, it's weird he jacks off in front of people <laughs> yeah that's all, that's all I ever thought. I know. <laughs> I know. When I first heard inklings of it, I was like, come on, that's a little too far-fetched, isn't it? You know. And then after a while, it's like, no, uh, Louie would do that. <laughs> right. And it's then, almost an episode. And then you look at it, it's like, it's like well, he was more powerful. And I, yeah, like, not no, at the time. I, not at yeah, all. Yeah, I don't buy that at all. No, the second he got powerful enough to be able to do that, you guys took it away. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even let him have that. I mean, at least they got a laugh out of it. Poor Louie. <laughs> oh, I know. It's What's rude. amazing about him? Yeah. Like, of course, the guy just releases a special, and he's a multimillionaire in 24 hours. Yeah. So it which just shows you that people... It's so odd. People have to hide how they honestly think. It's like we're talking yeah. right now where you go, oh, look, I like the guy. I think it's messed up. But, you know, whatever. Know. If there was a permission and you're not saying that. And I'm not saying that he's. I mean, yeah, it's, it's weird. But yeah, 
there's two of you. Like, leave. Yeah, <laughs> leave. Say no. <laughs> Say no. I don't want to see you do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The Louis C.K. was just weird, but it really shouldn't have been the scandal that it was treated as, and that was all a part of the rage of. Uh, you know, Me Too and what have you, which ended up being a power move in Hollywood because a lot of different, like Warner Brothers ended up having to get a female uh, CEO and all this type of yeah. stuff. And, you know, and I says, oh, good Lord. It's, you know, and then, then come to find out that they're friends and they're saying, well, we didn't mean everybody. Or, you know, and it, when it's your buddy who's, who's caught in a, you know, a, a scandal of some sort, who screwed his secretary or something. And they'll look the other way. And so it was all a bunch of horseshit. And, uh, again, never look to Hollywood for any uh, morality or what have you. Or honesty. And yes. <laughs> you can just see that by people who get called out. Sometimes they're way too connected and it goes away immediately. And other times they're stripped of everything and they wear a moniker and that's it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good times, though, we're living in. Oh, it most certainly is. <laughs> Speaking of good times, there's quite a few tales of Dave Landau's younger days and his current comedy album, Nimble Fingers. Uh, I can think of yes. a few other titles that come out of it that you could have done. <laughs> but God damn it, that werewolf story. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> and the way you tie it into the teacher and all that. I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, you people go get it, you know. Uh, damn. <laughs> I mean, Thank you, you. And you've got TV shows and movies, tons of them in that thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I finished a book recently, and we're just in the final editing process now, and we've gotten some offers, but I think I'm just going to independent release because yeah. it's, I'm finding that this is a whole other waiting game. And then uh, yeah. people putting in their two cents and you're like, all right, I don't want to do that. You know, it's just, <laughs> and I just want to tell my story. And it's, it's kind of, I'm telling a story of a rebellious teen drug addict, alcoholic in the nineties and early two thousands. It's not, it's not going to, it's not PC. It's about what it was then. Yeah. You just, you know, my, but Dave, can we make it uh, in 2010 and you have superpowers? <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> Let's say it's way Let's in the future. Let's go with that werewolf thing. I want that. Only it, it is real. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, it, yeah, I was just, you know, I'm a guy who grew up on hip hop and drugs and you know just oh my there god was just were... things about my past that I, I i love and it's you know i yeah that's, i just think it's that's fun what to put that out there. yeah <laughs> so uh but so you're saying you culturally appropriated and <laughs> i culturally appropriated my life i uh you're not even real <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, um, it's just we weren't, you know, when you're listening to, like, when you grow up on Snoop Dogg and, uh, and NWA and all that, you know, chivalry isn't going to be the top priority <laughs> in, in in your life. <laughs> yeah, that's another one of those white supremacist values. <laughs> yeah, they're crazy, right? Along with nuclear family and all that. You got to get rid yeah, of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, uh, it's terrible. Fuck it. Opening the door for people. It's bullshit. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
Oh, geez. Well, uh, thank you so much for uh, doing this, Dave. I really do appreciate it. I enjoy your work. I do highly recommend people uh, sign up or Compound Media if they haven't already. Uh, enjoy, and certainly get your copy of Nimble Fingers. <laughs> Nimble Fingers. I mean, it's actually a touching line in this. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. In a, it, in a roundabout way. <laughs> yeah, in a, in, a, in, a, in a lesson learning sort of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why I, 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 yeah, I, I had to call it that. It was just a, it was just the perfect two yeah. words where I was like, okay, yeah, exactly. We threw on some ideas and either that or uh, Joseph Francis was going to be the name of it, but I didn't oh, think really? people Not would necessarily get it. Yeah. So it wasn't going to be Penis Master. <laughs> no, I. In fact, <laughs> if you want to watch the story online, it's called Wolf Master on Comedy Central, because and I, I highly wish they would have called it penis master but it's still <laughs> it's still a fun watch nonetheless <laughs> oh jeez all right <laughs> all right my friend all right uh, keep up the good work i'll keep making photoshops of it <laughs> dude you you do such an awesome job thank you for doing uh, that thank you very much dave and again thank you for doing the mr nelson show later all right bye bye Views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. Hey, what's up, man? Dave Landau, how's everybody doing? I'm... Uh, Sorry, I just dropped a thing on the <laughs> healthy cooking summer cocktails. I'm just oh. reading this thing. Nutrition yeah. and you. Well, Olive oil. That's great. It appears to check out. Cool. <laughs> so I guess we're good. Uh, yes. Uh, brought to you by. <laughs> yes. Summer cocktails. Summer cocktails uh, yeah, for the non-drinker. Right. <laughs> 